0: Act one of The Lady from the Sea by Henrik Ibsen, translated by Eleanor Marx Arveling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Persons of the Drama. Doctor Vangel.
1: Read by Bruce Peary.
0: Elida Vangel, his second wife. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Bolette Vangel. His daughter by his first wife,
2: read by Ariel Lipshaw.
0: Hildevangel, not yet grown up, his daughter by his first wife, read by Lucy Perry. Arnholm, second master at a college,
3: read by Algy
4: Pag. Lingstrand,
5: read by M. B.
0: Baljested,
4: read by Pascal Ramsier. A stranger,
1: read by David Lawrence.
0: Narrated by Avahi scene summer time at a small fjord town northern norway act one dr wangel's house with a large veranda left garden in front of and around the house under the veranda a flagstaff in the garden right an arbor with table and chairs hedge with small gate at the back beyond a road along the seashore an avenue of trees along the road between the trees are seen the fjord high mountain ranges and peaks a warm and brilliantly clear summer morning Balested, middle-aged wearing an old velvet jacket and a broad-brimmed artist's hat stands under the flagstaff arranging the ropes the flag is lying on the ground a little way from him, an easel with an outspread canvas. By the easel on a camp stool, brushes, a palette and box of colours. Bollette Wangel comes from the room opening on the veranda. She carries a large vase with flowers, which she puts down on the table.
2: Well, Ballestead, does it work smoothly?
4: Certainly, Miss Bollette. That's easy enough. May I ask, do you expect any visitors today?
2: yes we're expecting mr arnholm this morning he got to town in the night
4: arnholm wait a minute wasn't arnholm the man who was tutor here several years ago
2: yes it is he
4: oh really is he coming into these parts again
2: that's why we want to have the flag up
4: well that's reasonable enough
0: borlette goes into the room again a little after lingstrand enters from the road right and stands still, interested by the easel and painting gear. He is a slender youth, poorly but carefully dressed, and looks delicate. Lingstrand, on the other side of the hedge. Good morning. Ballestädt, turning round.
4: Hello, good morning.
0: Hoists up flag.
4: That's it, up goes the balloon.
0: Fastens the ropes, and then busies himself about the easel.
4: Good morning, my dear sir. I really don't think I have the pleasure of...
5: I'm sure you're a painter.
4: Of course I am. Why shouldn't I be?
5: (laughs) Yes, I I can see you are. May I take the liberty of coming in a moment?
4: Would you like to come in and see?
5: I should like to immensely.
4: Oh, there's nothing much to see yet, but come in. Come a little closer. Mm,
5: Many thanks.
0: Comes in through the garden gate. it
5: painting.
4: It's the fjord there between the islands I'm working at.
5: So I see.
4: But the figure is still wanting. There's not a model to be got in this town.
5: Oh, is there to be a figure too?
4: Yes. Here by the rocks in the foreground, a mermaid is to lie, half dead.
5: Well, why is she to be half dead?
4: She has wandered hither from the sea and can't find her way out again. And so, you see, she lies there dying in breakish water.
5: Ah, I see.
4: The mistress of this house put it into my head to do something of the kind.
5: What shall you call the picture when it's finished?
4: I think of calling it The Mermaid's End.
5: Oh that's capital. You should make something fine of it.
0: Balished looking at him.
5: In the profession too, perhaps? Do you mean a painter? Yes. No, I'm not that. Uh, but I'm going to be a sculptor. My name is Hans Lingstrand. So you are to be
4: a sculptor? Yes, yes. The art of sculpture is a nice, pretty art in its way. I fancy I've seen you in the street once or twice. Have you been staying here long?
5: No, I've only been here a fortnight. But I shall try to stop till the end of the summer.
4: For the bathing?
5: Yes, I wanted to see if I could get a little stronger. Not delicate, surely? Yes, perhaps I am a little delicate, but it's nothing dangerous, just a little tightness in the chest. Tush,
4: a bagatelle. You should consult a good doctor.
5: Yes, I, I thought of speaking to Doctor Vango one of these times.
4: You should. Looks out left. There's another steamer crowded with passengers. It's really marvelous how traveling has increased here of late years.
5: Yes, um, there's a good deal of traffic here, I think.
4: And lots of summer visitors come here too. I often hear a good town will lose its individuality with all these foreign going ons
5: Were you born in the town?
4: No, but I have accla- acclimatized myself. I feel united to the place by the bonds of time and habit. Then you've lived here a long time? Well, about seventeen or eighteen years. I came here with Skype's dramatic company. But then we got into difficulties, and so the company broke up and dispersed in all directions.
5: But you yourself remained here?
4: I remained, and I've done very well. I was then working chiefly as a decorative artist, don't you know?
0: Bolette comes out with a rocking chair, which she places on the veranda. Bolette speaking into the room.
2: Hilda, see if you can find the embroidered footstool for father.
0: Lingstrand, going up to the veranda, bows.
5: Good morning, Miss Vango.
0: Bolette by the balustrade.
2: What? Is it you, Mr. Lingstrand? Good morning.
5: Excuse me one moment. I'm only
4: goes into room. Do you know the family?
5: Oh, not well. I've, I've only met the young ladies now and again in company. And uh, I had a chat with Mrs. Vangel the last time we had music up at The View. She said I might come and see them. Now, do you know you
4: ought to cultivate their acquaintance?
5: Yes. I, I'd been thinking of paying a visit, just a sort of call. If only I could find some excuse.
4: Excusez! Nonsense!
0: Looking out
5: left.
4: Damn it!
0: Gathering his things.
4: The steamer's by the pier already. I must get off to the hotel. Perhaps some of the new arrivals may want me. For I'm a hairdresser too, don't you know?
5: You are certainly very many-sided, sir.
4: In small towns, one has to try to acclimatize oneself in various branches. If you should require anything in the hairline, a little pomaton or such like you've only to ask for dancing master Ballisted. dancing master president of the wind band society by your leave we've a concert on this evening up at the view Goodbye, goodbye.
0: he goes out with his painting gear through the garden gate and off left hilde comes out with the footstool bolette brings more flowers lingstrand bows to hilde from the garden below Hilda, by the balustrade, not returning his bow. Boletta said you had ventured in to-day.
5: Yes, I took the liberty of coming in for a moment.
0: Have you been out for a morning walk?
5: Oh, no. Nothing came of the walk this morning.
0: Have you been bathing, then?
5: Yes, I've been down in the water a little while. I saw your mother down there. She was going into her bathing machine. Who was? Your mother. Oh, I see.
0: She puts the stool in front of the rocking chair. Boletta, interrupting—
5: Didn't
2: you see anything of Father's boat out on the fjord?
5: Yes, I thought I saw a sailing boat that was steering inland.
2: I'm sure that was Father. He's been to visit patients on the islands.
0: She is arranging things on the table. Lingstrand taking a step up the stairs to the veranda.
5: Why, how everything's decorated here with flowers. Yes, doesn't it look nice? It looks lovely. It looks as if it were some festival day in the house. That's exactly what it is. I might have guessed it i'm sure it's your father's birthday
0: bolette warningly to hilda hilda taking no notice of her
5: no mothers oh your mothers really hilda
0: let me be to lingstrand i suppose you're going home to breakfast now lingstrand going down steps
5: yes i suppose i must go and get something to eat
0: i'm sure you find the living very good at the hotel
5: I'm not staying at the hotel now. It was too expensive for me.
0: Where are you staying, then?
5: I'm staying up at Mrs. Jensen's.
0: What Mrs. Jensen's?
5: The midwife.
0: Excuse me, Mr. Lingstrand, but I really have other matters to attend to.
5: Oh, I'm sure I ought not to have said that. Said what? What I said.
0: Hilda, looking contemptuously at him. I don't understand you in the least.
5: Uh, no, no. But I-, I must say good-bye for the present.
0: Bollette comes forward to the steps
2: good-bye good-bye mr lingstrand you must excuse us now but another day when you've plenty of time and inclination you really must come in and see father and the rest of us yes
5: thanks very much i shall be delighted
0: bows and goes out through the garden gate as he goes along the road left he bows again towards the veranda
2: adieu monsieur please remember me to mother jensen
0: Bollette, shaking her arm.
2: Hilda, you naughty child! Are you quite crazy? He might have heard you. Do you think I care about
0: that? Bollette, looking out right.
2: Here's father.
0: Bungle, in travelling dress and carrying a small bag, comes from the footpath right.
1: See, I'm back again, little girls.
0: He enters through the garden gate. Bollette, going towards him at the bottom of the garden
2: oh it is delightful that you've come
0: hilda also going up to him
2: now have you got off for the whole day father
1: oh no i must go down to the office for a little while presently i say do you know if arnholm has come
2: yes he arrived in the night we sent to the hotel to inquire
1: then you've not seen him yet
2: no but he's sure to come here this morning
1: yes he's sure to do that
2: hilda
0: pulling him father now you must look round vangel looking towards the veranda
1: yes i see well enough child it's quite festive
2: now don't you think we've arranged it nicely
1: i must say you have are are we alone at home now
2: yes she's gone to mother has gone to bathe
0: vangel looks lovingly at Polette and pats her head then he says hesitating
1: look here little ones do you want to keep this up all day and the flag hoisted too
0: surely you understand that father mm.
1: yes but you see
0: boletta looks at him and nods
2: surely you can understand we've been doing all this in honor of mr arnholm when such a good friend comes to see you for the first time
0: hilda smiling and shaking him think he who used to be boletta's tutor father Vangel, with a half smile
1: you're a pair of slime minxes well good heavens after all it's but natural we should remember her who is no more with us here hilda
0: gives her his bag
1: take that down to the office no children i don't like this the way i mean this habit of every year well what can one say i suppose it can't be managed any other way
0: hilda about to go out of garden and with the bag stops short turns, and points out, Look at that gentleman coming up here. I'm sure it's your tutor. Boletta looks
1: in that direction.
2: He? Ah that is good. Do you think that middle-aged fellow is Arnholm?
1: Wait a moment, child. Why, by Jove, I do believe it is he. Yes, it certainly is.
2: Boletta,
0: staring at him in quiet amazement.
2: Yes, I almost think...
0: Arnholm, in elegant morning dress, with gold spectacles and a thin cane, comes along the road left. He looks overworked. He looks in at the garden, bows in friendly fashion, and enters by the garden gate. WANGEL, going to meet him.
1: Welcome, dear Arnholm. Heartily welcome back to your old quarters again. Thanks, thanks, Dr. WANGEL.
0: A thousand thanks. They shake hands and walk up the garden together.
3: And there are the children.
0: Holds out his hands and looks at them.
3: I should hardly have known these two again.
1: No, I believe you.
3: And yet, perhaps Bolette. Yes, I should have known Bolette again. Hardly,
1: I think. Why, it is eight, nine years since you saw her. Ah, yes, many a thing has changed here meanwhile.
0: Arnholm, looking round.
3: I really don't see it except that the trees have grown remarkably and that you've set up that arbor.
1: Oh, no, outwardly.
3: Arnholm, smiling. And then, of course, you've two grown-up daughters here now.
1: Grown up? Well, there's only one grown up.
0: Hilda, aside.
3: Just listen to father.
1: But now let's sit down up there on the veranda. It's cooler than here. Won't you?
3: Thanks, thanks,
1: dear doctor.
0: They go up. Vangel motions him to the rocking chair.
1: That's right. Now make yourself comfortable and rest, for you seem rather tired after your journey.
3: Oh, that's nothing. Here, amid these surroundings. Bolette to Vangel.
2: Hadn't we better have some soda and syrup in the sitting room? It's sure to be too hot out here soon.
1: Yes, girls, let's have some soda and syrup, and perhaps a drop of cognac, too.
2: Cognac, too.
1: Just a little in case anyone should like some
2: all right hilda go down to the office with the bag bolette goes
0: into the room and closes the door after her hilda takes the bag and goes through the garden to the back of the house left arnholm who has followed bolette with his eyes
3: what a splendid they are both splendid girls who've grown up here for you
0: Vangel, sitting down
1: yes you think so too
3: why it's simply amazing herbolete and Hilda too but now you yourself dear doctor do you think of staying here all your life
1: yes i suppose so why i've been born and bred here so to say i lived here so very happily with her who left us so early she whom you knew when you were here before arnholm
3: yes yes
1: and now i live here so happily with her who has taken her place Ah, on the whole, fate has been very good to me.
3: You have no children by your second marriage.
1: We had a little boy two two and a half years ago, but he didn't stay long. He died when he was four or five months old.
3: Isn't your wife at
1: home to-day? Oh, yes, she's sure to be here soon. She's down there bathing. she does so every blessed day, no matter what the weather. Is she ill then? not exactly ill although she has been extremely nervous for the last few years that is to say she is now and then i can't make out what really ails her but to plunge into the sea is her joy and delight
3: yes i remember that of old
0: vangolle with an almost imperceptible
3: smile
1: to be sure you knew alida when you were teacher out there at Skildvegan.
3: certainly she used often to visit the parsonage but I mostly met her when I went to the lighthouse to see her father
1: those times out there you may believe me have set deep marks upon her the people in town here can't understand her at all they call her the lady from the sea do they yes and so now you see speak to her of the old days dear arnholm it will do her good
0: arnholm looks at him in doubt
3: have you any reason for thinking so
1: assuredly i have
0: elida Her voice is heard outside the garden, right. Are you there, Vangel? Vangel, rising. Yes, dear. Mrs. Elida Vangel, in a large, light wrap and with wet hair hanging loose over her shoulders, comes from between the trees of the arbor. Arnholm rises. Vangel, smiling and holding out his hands to her.
1: Ah, so now we have our mermaid.
0: Elida goes quickly up the veranda and seizes his hands. Oh, thank God that I see you again. When did you come?
1: Just now, a little while since.
0: Pointing to Anholm.
1: But won't you greet an old acquaintance?
0: Elida, holding out her hand to Anholm. So here you are. Welcome, and forgive
6: me for not being at home.
3: Don't mention it. Don't stand on any ceremony.
1: Was the water nice and fresh today?
6: Fresh. "'Ugh! the water here is never fresh. It is so tepid and lifeless. Ugh! the water in the fjord here is sick.' "'Sick?' "'Yes, sick. And I believe it makes one sick too.' Vangel, smiling.
1: "'You're giving our bathing resort a good name?'
3: "'I should rather believe, Mrs. Vangel, that you have a peculiar relation to the sea, and to all that belongs to it.'
6: "'Perhaps. I almost think so myself.' But do you see how festively the girls have arranged everything in your honor? Hmm. Looks at his watch.
1: Well, I suppose I must be quick and—
3: Is it really for me?
6: Yes, you may be sure we don't decorate
0: like this every
6: day. Ugh, how suffocatingly hot it is
0: under this roof. Goes down into garden. Come over here. Here at least there is a little air. Sits down in arbor. Arnholm going
3: thither. I think the air quite fresh here. Yes, you,
0: who are used to
6: the stifling air of the town. It's terrible there in the summer, I hear.
3: Bungle,
0: who has also gone into the garden.
1: Hmm, dear Alida, you must just entertain our friend alone for a little while. Are you busy? Yes, I must go down to the office, and then I must change. But I won't be long.
0: Arnholm, sitting down in
3: Arbor. Now, don't hurry, dear doctor. Your wife and I will manage to kill the time. Vangel, nodding.
1: Oh, yes, I'm sure you will. Well, good-bye for the present.
0: He goes out through the garden. Elida, after a short pause, Don't
6: you think it's pleasant sitting out here?
3: I think I've a pleasant seat now.
6: They call this my arbour, because I had it fitted up. Or rather, Vongel did it for me.
3: And you usually sit here?
6: Yes, I pass most of the day here.
3: With the girls, I suppose?
6: No, the girls. Usually sit on the veranda.
3: And Wangel himself?
6: Oh, Wangel goes to and fro. Now he comes to me, and then he goes to his children.
3: And is it you who wish this?
6: I think all parties feel most comfortable in this way. You know we can talk across to one another, if we happen to find there is anything
0: to say. Arnholm, after thinking a while.
3: When I last crossed your path, out at Skuldviken, I mean, <clears throat> Uh, that is long ago now
6: it's quite ten years since you were there with us
3: yes about that but when i think of you out there in the lighthouse the heathen as the old clergyman called you because your father had named you as he said after an old ship and hadn't given you a name fit for a christian
6: well what then
3: the last thing that i should then have believed was that i should see you again down here as the wife of Vangel.
6: no at that time Vangel wasn't At that time the girl's first mother was still living. Their real mother, so—
3: Of course, of course! But even if that had not been, even if he had been free, still I could never have believed this would come about.
6: Nor I. Never on earth. Then—
3: Vangel is such a good fellow, so honourable, so thoroughly good and kind to all men.
6: Yes, he is, indeed.
3: But he must be so absolutely different from you, I fancy.
6: You are right
3: there. So he is. Well, but how did it happen? How did it come about?
6: Dear Arnholm, you mustn't ask me about that. I couldn't explain it to you. And even if I could, you would never be able to understand in the least.
3: Hmm. Have you ever confided anything about me to your husband? Of course, I mean about the useless step i allowed myself to be moved to
6: no you may be sure of that i have not said a word to him about about what you speak of
3: i am glad i felt rather awkward at the thought that
6: there was no need i have only told him what is true that i liked you very much and that you were the truest and best friend i had out there
3: thanks for that but tell me why did you never write to me after i had gone away
6: I thought that perhaps it would pain you to hear from one uh, who—who could not respond as you desired. It seemed like reopening a painful subject.
3: H-M. Yes,
0: yes, perhaps you were right. But why didn't you write? Looks at her and smiles half reproachfully.
3: I make the first advance? Perhaps expose myself to the suspicion of wanting to begin all over again, after such a repulse as I had had?
6: Oh, no, I understand very well. Have you never since thought of forming any other tie?
3: Never. I have been faithful to my first memories.
6: (laughs) NONSENSE. Let the sad old memories alone. You'd better think of becoming a happy husband, I should say.
3: I should have to be quick about it, then, Mrs. Vangel. Remember, I'm I'm ashamed to say I'm past thirty-seven.
0: Well, all the more reason for being quick. She is silent for a moment, and then says, earnestly, in a low voice, But listen,
6: dear Arnholm, now I am going to tell you something that I could have not told you then, to save my life. What is it? When you took the, the useless step you were just speaking of, I could not answer you otherwise than I did.
3: I know that you had nothing but friendship to give me. I know that well enough.
6: But you did not know that all my mind and soul were then given elsewhere.
3: At that time? Yes. But it is impossible. You are mistaken about the time. I hardly think you knew Vungle then.
6: It is not Vungle of whom I speak.
3: Not Vungle? But at that time, out there at school, weekend, I can't remember a single person whom I can imagine a possibility of your caring for.
6: No. No, I quite believe that— For it was all such bewildering madness, all of it.
3: But tell me more of this.
6: Oh, it's enough if you know that I was bound then, and you know it now.
3: And if you had not been bound? Well? Would your answer to my letter have been different?
6: How can I tell? When Vongel came, the answer was different.
3: What is your object, then, in telling me that you were bound?
0: Elida getting up as if in fear and unrest.
6: "'Because I must have some one in whom to confide. "'No, no, sit still.'
3: "'Then your husband knows nothing about this?'
6: "'I confessed to him from the first that my thoughts had once been elsewhere. "'He never asked to know more, and we have never touched upon it since. "'Besides, at bottom it was simply madness. "'And then it was over directly—that is, to a certain extent.' Arnholm, rising.
3: "'Only to a certain extent?' Not quite,,
6: yes, yes, it is, oh, good heavens, dear Arnholm, It is not what you think; it is something so absolutely incomprehensible. I don't know how I could tell it to you. You would only think I was ill or quite mad,,
3: my dearest lady, Now you really must tell me all about it.
6: Well, then, I'll try to. How will you, as a sensible man, explain to yourself that
0: looks round and breaks off? Wait a moment. Here's a visitor. Lingstrand comes along the road left and enters the garden. He has a flower in his buttonhole and carries a large, handsome bouquet done up in paper and silk ribbons. He stands somewhat hesitatingly and undecidedly by the veranda. Elida, from the arbor. Have you come to see the girls, Mr. Lingstrand? Lingstrand, turning round.
5: Ah, madam, are you there?
0: bows and comes nearer
5: no it's not that it's not the young ladies it's you yourself mrs wangel you know you gave me permission to come and see you and... of course i did you are always welcome here oh, thanks and as it falls out so luckily that it's a festival here today. day oh do you know about that rather right and so i should like to take the liberty of presenting this to mrs wangel
0: bows and offers her bouquet elida smiling
5: but my
6: dear mr lingstrand oughtn't you to give these lovely flowers to mr arnholm himself
5: for you know it's really he
0: lingstrand looking uncertainly at both of them
5: excuse me but i I don't know this gentleman it's only i've only come about the birthday mrs Vangel.
6: birthday you've made a mistake mr lingstrand there's no birthday here today lingstrand smiling slyly
5: oh i know all about that but i didn't think it was to be kept so dark what do you know that it is madame's birthday mine
0: arnholm looks questioningly at her
3: Today? surely not
0: elida to lingstrand whatever made you think that
5: it was miss hilda who let it out i just looked in here a little while ago and i asked the young ladies why they were decorating the place like this with flowers and flags well and so miss hilda said why today is mother's birthday mother's I see.
3: Aha!
0: He and Elida exchange a meaning look.
3: Well, now that the young man knows about it,
0: Elida to Lingstrand. Well, now
5: that you know,
0: Lingstrand offering her the bouquet again.
5: <laughs> May I take the liberty of congratulating you?
0: Elida taking the flowers. My best thanks.
6: Won't you sit down a moment, Mr. Lingstrand?
0: ELIDA ARNHOLM AND LINKSTRAND SIT DOWN IN THE ARBOR. This birthday
6: business was to have been kept secret, Mr. Arnholm.
3: So I see. It wasn't for us uninitiated folk.
6: ELIDA PUTTING DOWN THE BOUQUET. Just so. Not for the uninitiated.
5: Upon my word, I I won't tell a living soul about it.
6: Oh, it wasn't meant like that. But how are you getting on? I think you look better than you did. Oh,
5: I think I'm getting on
6: famously and by next year if I can go south. And you are going south, the girls tell me.
5: Yes, for I have a benefactor and friend at Bergen who looks after me and has promised to help me next year.
6: How did you get such a friend?
5: Well, it all happened so very luckily. I I once went to sea in one of his ships. Did you? So you wanted to go to sea? Well, no, not at all. But when Mother died, Father wouldn't have me knocking about at home any longer, and so he sent me to sea. Then we were wrecked in the English Channel on our way home, and that was very fortunate for me.
3: What do you mean?
5: Yes, for it was in the shipwreck that I got this little weakness of of my chest. I was so long in the ice-cold water before they picked me up, and so I had to give up the sea. Yes, that was very fortunate.
3: Indeed? Do you think so?
5: Yes, for the weakness isn't dangerous, and now I can be a sculptor as I so dearly want to be. Just think, to model in that delicious clay that yields so caressingly to your fingers. And what are you going to model?
6: Is it to be mermen and mermaids? Or is it to be old Vikings?
5: No, not that. As soon as I can set about it, I'm going to try if I can produce a great work. A, A group, as they call it. Yes, but what's the group to be? Oh, something I've experienced myself.
3: Yes, yes, always stick to that.
5: But what's it to be? Uh... Well, I thought it should be the young wife of a sailor, who uh, lies sleeping in strange unrest and she's dreaming. I I fancy I shall do it so that you you will see she's dreaming.
3: Is there anything else?
5: Yes, there's to be another figure, a a sort of apparition, as they say. It's her husband, to whom she has been faithless while he was away, and he is drowned at sea. What? Drowned? Yes. Yes, he was drowned on a sea voyage, but that's the wonderful part of it. He comes home all the same. It is night time, and he is standing by her bed looking at her. He is to stand there dripping wet like one drawn from the sea.
0: Elida, leaning back in her chair.
5: What an extraordinary
6: idea. Shutting her eyes. Oh, I can see it so clearly,
5: living before me.
3: But how on earth, Mr. Mr. I thought you said it was to be something you had experienced.
5: Yes, I I did experience that. Well, that is to say, to a certain extent.
3: You saw a dead man?
5: Well, well, I don't mean I've actually seen this, experienced it in the flesh, but still.
6: Oh, tell me all you can about it. I must understand about all this.
0: Arnholm, smiling.
3: Yes, that'll be quite in your line. Something that has to do with sea fancies.
6: What was it, Mr. Lingstrand?
5: Well, uh... It was like this. At the time when we were to sail home in the brig from a town they called Halifax, we had to leave the bosun behind in the hospital, so we had to engage an American instead. This new bosun...
6: The American?
5: Yes. Well, one day he got the captain to lend him a lot of old newspapers, and he was always reading them, for uh, he wanted to teach himself Norwegian, he said.
6: Well, and then?
5: It was one evening in rough weather, all hands were on deck, except the boatswain and myself, for he had sprained his foot and couldn't walk, and I was feeling rather low and was lying in my berth. Well, uh, he was sitting there in the forecastle, reading one of those old papers again. Well, well. But just as he was sitting there quietly reading, I heard him utter a sort of yell, and when I looked at him, I saw his face was white as chalk. And then he began to crush and crumple the paper and to tear it into a thousand shreds. But he did it so quietly quietly
6: didn't he say anything didn't he speak
5: not directly but a little after he said to himself as it were married to another man while i was away
0: elida closes her eyes and says half to herself he said that
5: yes and think he said it in perfect norwegian that man must have learnt foreign languages very easily and what then what else happened well now the remarkable part is coming that i shall never forget as long as i live for he added and that quite quietly too but she is mine and mine she shall remain and she shall follow me if i should come home and fetch her as a drowned man from the dark sea
0: elida pouring herself out a glass of water her hand trembles
5: oh how close it
0: is here to-day
5: "'And he said this with such strength of will "'that I thought he must be the man to do
6: it.' "'Don't you know anything about what became of the man?' "'Oh, madam,
5: he's certainly not living now.' "'Why do you think that?' "'Why, because we were shipwrecked afterwards in the channel. "'I had got into the longboat with the captain and five others, "'and the mate got into the sternboat, "'and the American was in that too, and another man.'
6: "'And nothing has been heard of them since?'
5: "'Not a word.' The friend who looks after me said so quite recently in a letter. But it's just because of this I was so anxious to make it into a work of art. I see the faithless sailor-wife so lifelike before me, and the avenger who is drowned and who nevertheless comes home from the sea. I-, I can see them both so distinctly. I, too.
6: rises. Come, let us go in, or rather go down, to Vongel. I think it is so suffocatingly hot.
0: She goes out of the arbour. Lingstrand, who has also risen.
5: I, for my part, must ask you to excuse me. This was only to be a short visit because of the birthday.
0: As you wish. Holds out her hand to him. Goodbye, and thank you for the flowers. Lingstrand bows and goes off through the garden gate. Arnholm rises and goes up to Elida.
3: I see well enough that this has gone to your heart, Mrs. Vanger.
0: Yes, you may well say so. "'Although—'
3: "'But still, after all, it's no more than you are bound to expect.'
0: Elida looks at him surprised. "'Expect?'
3: "'Well, so it seems to me—'
6: "'Expect that any one should come back again, come to life again like that.'
3: "'But what on earth? Is that the mad sculptor's sea-story, then?'
6: "'Oh, dear Arnholm, perhaps it isn't so mad after all.'
3: "'Isn't that nonsense about the dead man that has moved you, sir?' And I, who thought that,
6: what did you think?
3: I naturally thought that was only a make-believe of yours, and that you were sitting here grieving because you had found out a family feast was being kept secret, because your husband and his children live a life of remembrances in which you have no part.
6: Oh no, no! That may be as it may. I have no right to claim my husband wholly and solely for myself.
3: I should say you had.
6: Yes. Yet, all the same, I have not. That is it. Why, I, too, live in something from which they are shut out.
3: You! Do you mean, you, you do not really love your husband?
6: Oh, yes, yes, I have learnt to love him with all my heart. And that's why it is so terrible, so inexplicable, so absolutely inconceivable.
3: Now you must and shall confide all your troubles to me, will you, Mrs. Vangel?
6: I cannot, dear friend, not now. In any case,
2: later, perhaps.
0: Bolette comes out into the veranda and goes down into the garden.
2: Father's coming up from the office. Hadn't we better all of us go into the sitting room?
0: Yes, let us. Wangel, in other clothes, comes with Hilda from behind the house. Left.
1: Now then, here I am at your service, and now we shall enjoy a good glass of something cool.
0: Wait a moment. She goes into the arbor and fetches the bouquet. I say, all those lovely
6: flowers. Where did you get them? From the sculptor. Lingstrand, my
0: dear Hilda. Hilda starts. From Lingstrand? Bolette, uneasily.
2: Has Lingstrand been here again?
0: Elida, with a half smile.
6: Yes, he came here with these. Because of the birthday, you
0: understand? Bolette looks at Hilda. Oh! The idiot! Vangel in painful confusion to elida
1: mm, yes well you see i must tell you my dear good beloved elida
0: come girls let
1: us
6: go and put my flowers
0: in the water together with the others goes up to the veranda bolette to hilda
2: oh after all she is good at heart
0: hilda in a low tone with angry look fiddlesticks
2: she only does it to
0: take in father. Vangel on the veranda presses elida's hand
1: Thanks, thanks, my heartfelt thanks for that, dear Elida.
0: Elida, arranging the flowers. Nonsense. Should not I too
6: be in it and take part in, in Mother's birthday?
0: Hmm He goes up to Wangel, and Elida, Bolette, and Hilde remain in the garden below. End of Act One.